so yeah, tonight we're launching the first of a series of live streams that we're going to be doing on Trial Talk. And we're kicking off with uh, the one and only Eric DeValmancy. Um, Eric's going to join us tonight and we're going to have a bit of a chit chat um, about plastering, fitness and the dreaded injuries as well. Um, Eric's in a good position to talk through tonight because uh, not only has he got a background in uh, personal training and plastering, but he's also been on the tools for for 37 years um, and he's injury free. So puts him in a good position to um, give us a bit of guidance really and how we can stay injury free um, and also um, what are the best tools to use uh, to reduce fatigue, stuff like that. Anyway, hope you can all see and hear me all right. Um, I'm going to aim to bring Eric on. We did a dummy run about 20 minutes ago and uh, it, it took us quite a while. Oh, here we go. Here that we was, are, mate. That was faster, <laughs> mate. That was a lot faster. That was better, a little bit of practice. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a practice run about 10, 15 minutes ago, guys, and we had a bit of a mare um, joining Eric <laughs> in on, on the live stream, but can you hear and see me okay, mate? Yes, mate, absolutely. Yeah, and you too, you're uh, crystal clear, my end. So, Eric, yeah, nice right. one for joining, buddy. No worries, mate. Uh, pleasure. I was, just, uh, I was just bigging you up and giving you a bit of an intro. Um, no, thanks, mate. I didn't hear it. I missed it. Nah. Oh, well, this will save as a post, so you can have a scroll through a bit later and, and re-watch Great. it all and away. So that's that's the idea of this live stream, you see. So whatever we do tonight is going to be saved as a post. People right, can okay, refer mate. to it. Oh, I bet uh, Yeah, so. but... So yeah, I was, I was bigging you up, mate. So you've got your YouTube channel um, that you're doing. Yeah. You've got your background in personal training and obviously 37-year veteran behind the trial yeah, as well. So I wish I wasn't, really mate. Yeah, really excited to have you on tonight, buddy. And um, I'm yeah, sure mate. you'll add value for a lot of the members that are watching, older and people just starting out. Um, you're in a good Absolutely, position mate, to, to pass down some knowledge. So, But we'll kick off, mate, um, just to talk a little bit about your YouTube channel, Ask the Plasterer, plasterer.org.uk. I'm a big fan, as you know. Uh, one of the reasons I started my own channel was through watching yours, actually. Um, I really like what you, what you do on there, and I admire you also helping out the up-and-coming channels, um, as you do, you know, Auntie Parry, uh, Joel, and myself. Um, and Alex Morley, um, well, Alex, although we yeah, don't need yeah. any help anymore, does he? Uh, no. Well, now he does. <laughs> He's absolutely does. smashing it. I know, yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why you got to be. That's why you got to help everybody, mate. Because if someone suddenly takes off, we need to be hanging on to their, to their feet. That's right. Yeah, we'll get, get behind them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been chatting with Alex well, this mate. week, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with me and Alex are, might might be teaming up potentially on on a job. Um, so that'll make for good filming, but. But anyway, yeah. What was the? Oh yeah. What was the inspiration, mate, behind you starting your channel? What What made you decide to do that? Well, when you look at my YouTube channel, it sort of says, "Oh, he's been a member since uh, two thousand and something, like donkeys years ago." And I think we well, ain't done that well in all those years. But basically, I got my YouTube channel, um, put two videos on it, and then didn't bother doing anything with it for absolutely years. And I just kind of carried on like I normally do. And um, and then I thought like, you know, it would be a good idea because I've seen some other plastering channels start to sort of like pop up quite a lot of, on the on YouTube. 
I thought, come on, mate, you didn't really try last time. So uh, I thought, well, I'll give it a go and see what happens. I think the most subscribers I've read on that initially was 24 on there, and it never it never went up or down or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, and then uh, so I thought, right, start doing some serious videos, get myself a decent camera, and uh, which is what I really bought a video camera for in the first place, I think. And uh, yeah, put some up, and uh, and the old uh, uh, subscribers started to grow. And uh, I thought, oh, wait. so then suddenly, when I had my first like 100 subscribers, you're kind of like, oh, there's 100 people waiting for me to post the video. I've got yeah, to yeah. Do the video, <laughs> you know, I can't let them down. Yeah, <laughs> not like I'm letting down at the moment. <laughs> it's, but, a, um, it's a tough, it's a tough market to crack. I find YouTube trying to get them subscribers in. It's it's a slow process, isn't it? Well, yeah, not, well, for, not for everybody, but I find with myself, unless you're hammering them videos out sort of every single week or every other day, it can seem yeah. like it's taking forever. But I think yours yours is doing well, mate. What you're at now, like seventeen hundred. Just over seventeen hundred. That's yeah, yeah. That's whatever. fantastic, buddy. But, uh, oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm well pleased. Like you do it when you hit a milestone. Like when you, uh, there's hundreds to go up. Well, as you know yourself now, mate. And then when you hit that thousand, and you think, oh, I can um, put links on there now and do other stuff you can't do until you got a thousand and all that. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, uh, but like my missus was always saying to me and my daughter as well, you've got to put videos out regular day if you're going to like properly do this and initially when you've got lots of you can film you do but i've got to the stage at the moment that someone did make a, a sort of request to me today about something completely different to do a plastering that i could film is um <clears throat> you film so much of me doing this me doing that me doing something else <clears throat> me talking about this all that all until you kind of think well, what can i put up like today's job i was bonding and skimming the ceiling but tomorrow i'm going back to skim the walls and i've got videos of me yeah. doing all those things you think there's nothing really there I can film, and when you try and obviously crack a job out, you think, well, I don't want to stop now and go, well, actually, I'm going to film this little alcove in this guy's house, and I'm going to do something a bit different with it and film it because you're just trying to bash the job out. As yeah, you know. yeah. Do you find uh, it hard filming and trying to meet your deadlines on the job and filming at the same time? Because that's that's something that I seem to struggle with a little bit. Is fine because it does take a hell of a long time to film and then go through editing, doesn't it? Yeah, if if I'm under pressure on a job, like it's a majorly big job, or I've got any kind of pressure from the client to get something finished, um, then if it comes out of the choice of the two, and I think, well, I'm not going to film this because I need to get, it, I need to crack it out, and I can't keep stopping, as you know, mate, setting up the camera, turning it on, doing something, doing a bit, turning it off, uh, making yeah, sure it's it not flat, and all sorts of yeah. stuff. And, and even uh, even harder for plasterers because obviously if any other trade can sort of put the tools down and have a cup of tea. Exactly, once we've got a mix mate. on, yeah. it, it there's even spread. more pressure then to, you know, be on top of the camera and it but yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. you do you're doing a top job of it, bud. And um Cheers, mate. listen, Cheers. while we're on the topic while we're on the topic of videos, mm. I had a few of your videos playing in the background on the run up uh, for tonight's chat and I'll just sort yeah. of I've watched most of them, but there's the odd one I haven't watched. And I thought I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask him about this. Uh, so I was watching yeah. one of your uh, videos where you're hacking off Browning and your you PVA floating set. Before I was getting stuck into that one. Yeah. And I'm sort of setting up, and I, I look around, and then it it sort that one ended, <laughs> and your next one popped up. If you sort of riding on the back of a T-Rex, 
And then, oh, as you do, mate, yeah. Chasing, well, chasing a bag of uh, easy you're mix. Pro- so. You're not a proper spread if you haven't been on the back of a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, every, every spread I've ever met has got a solid sense of humour, and I think that's what, that's what gets us through after, after jobs, isn't it? You need it in, this, in this job, mate, yeah, because uh, <laughs> a lot of times jobs can be great, but sometimes they, are, they can be really stressful, again, depending on who you're working for or if you're working for a company or... Or, or another builder, and, and there's a lot of pressure going on, and uh, whatever else is might be hitting the fan, and you can't go. I've got to work in this environment, um, but uh, yeah. So you got to have a sense of humour at the end of the day. Plus, I just Definitely. like being. I just enjoy messing about with videos and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a hobby, really. So, which makes makes filming stuff easier from the viewpoint. You've got to enjoy it a bit at least to uh, want to do it. Yeah, so and, and yeah. one of your videos that has had a lot of a uh, lot of attention this week is you doing them um, busting out them pull ups, mate. On the old uh, on the old bar in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Like, this will be this will be a good chance for me to merge into my next question for you. Uh, you've got it, a background. You've got a background in personal training. Yeah, um, which is fantastic. Uh, Thirty-seven years beyond the trial, no injuries. You've got a background in personal training. I think you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to work out. You probably look after yourself and that plays, that's going to play a big part in obviously why you've, you're not, you've not got your, the bad shoulders and the bad elbows and the, the rotor cuff issues and I mean, a lot of the injuries. Yeah. A lot of the injuries that we see, um, you know, on the group, there's a lot of posts about injuries on the group. Mm. As I say, yeah, our wrists, our wrists to go, our hands, um, you know, tennis elbow. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say is the biggest factor in your training? Um, in terms of what would you say helps you the most when it comes to plastering day in and day out? In terms of training, could you give us an idea of uh, like is it is it the is it the core that you you doing or is it these pull ups? Okay, okay. The um. To start off with, for a lot of the, well, the young guys as well, but for the older guys, I, you know, because like I do part runs and stuff as well, and 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 I got into, say, the personal training malarkey, um, but I didn't start running until I was 48. I've never, I was really? never a runner, never ran, and that was a spread, obviously, but, uh, you know, and I'd go to the gym maybe once a week, uh, if, if I went at all. I was a typical join the gym and then hardly ever go and then to go once in a blue moon because you feel like you had to. And um, my missus, she started doing this like walk, 5K walk, and she was going to turn it into a run. And I let her get on with it, mate, because I wasn't interested <laughs> and not interested in running. And I'm 48. I, if I start running now, I'm just going to hurt myself. You know? yeah. And I, I couldn't run to the end of the street for a bus without being out of breath. And I thought, how can people run for miles or kilometers or whatever? When I'm out of breath, just getting to the end of the road. Yeah. When I went with her a few times, did a bit of a walk, a bit of a run, and she was quite good at it. And I, I, I'm initially, mate, it, it nearly killed me. But at one point, we actually kind of jogged together around this 5K run. And I was just, just astonished at the end of it. This was only after a few weeks of doing it as well, but uh, I managed to do it. And I uh, thought, well, yeah, okay. And, uh, but, Sort of long story short, the running led into me when to go to the gym mall. Uh, one of my sisters, she was in. She used to work um, for YMCA fitness like department donkeys years ago, and um, and she said, "Oh, I can get you on a course to become a personal trainer." And at this point, 
then it was I was 49 and it was yeah it's around 2012 so so the series fitness didn't start for me till I'm coming up to 50 oh, okay. okay so um, prior to that the only injuries or issues I used to have was um, bad lower back ache the bottom of my back right. which just was more from the lifting the bags all day and loading up I think and so, mate. On, the yeah. mi- on the paddle mixer yeah, yeah, all the all, all the all the stuff that we have to do on a day to day on a day to day level. I mean, I never yeah, I yeah. never started the training because I thought it would help me in my job. But it, that didn't initially cross my mind. You know, I just thought, oh yeah, I quite like doing it as well. Um, even though, as a lot of guys would say, when you know, when you get in from a day spreading, <laughs> you don't really particularly. Well, that's one of the questions actually. Uh, one of one of the trial talk members um, on the little teaser video that I did where you doing your pull ups. Yeah. Someone commented and he said, you, you know, the last thing I'm going to do when I've been grafting all day long, um, possibly injuring myself, is then go to the gym and potentially cause myself more injury. Um, yeah. Is it a case of when you build up these muscle groups mm. and you get that strength around them, making, yeah. making them strong, you then go and tackle the job, say, skimming the ceiling, and you're making light work of it because you've built up them muscle groups? Is I that what it- you say with... Yeah, it's exactly that, mate. It is like you mentioned earlier. It's about your core. Right. Than, yeah, you can have big or small arms or whatever, but your your core from basically, yeah, mostly your torso down your back and down the front, <clears throat> all the muscles that are affected on the sides as well. That all comes into as a spread. You're always your body's twisting from your hips. Yeah. You know, you're stretching back and forth and all the rest of it. And uh, I mean, appreciate that. Um, I mean, I didn't when I when I got home. Unless I unless I cracked on and grabbed my bag and went straight to the gym, and uh, you know, if I come in, have some dinner, oh, I'm done, mate. There's, there's no way I'm going to the gym. I kind yeah, of think, yeah, yeah. Cause that's because you, all your muscles are starting to relax, and you just want oh, yeah. to chill out. Yeah, you just want to so chill you out. Catch you catch it like, before you relax. Yeah, yeah. You've been kind of spreading all day, and you kind of think, well, this is key. Like, a lot of people say to me, "Oh, well, you stay fit because you're a spread." But um, I see going back quite a quite a while. Uh, I was in the old cafe having a having a, a fry up, which is quite it was rare for me now to go to a cafe. <laughs> but um, like back in the day, and uh, saw, saw a couple of plasterers in there, and one in particular, and he was um, he was such a big guy, and I don't mean big, I mean kind of like fat for yeah, want of a better word, mate. I thought, yeah. how the hell? I don't know how he managed to spread because I would get you know tired and achy. Yeah. And uh, at the time, well, that was because uh, I was a bit younger then. I was, I was a bit overweight, but not, uh, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. And uh, I just thought, I didn't think you could be that big and do this kind of work. He obviously could. I mean, I don't know how hard it was for him or how hard he worked, because I never actually worked with that particular guy. I just knew on the side that he was a spread and just thought, um, well, perhaps you can be that big and not have any issues and it'd be fine. But um, Well, I can but, tell uh, you from a bloke that um, that's tipping almost 17 stone, um, I've got a bit of timber, that, about 17 stone at the minute right, after, the Christmas, after the Christmas turkey. I'm a big guy, six, six foot one, yeah. So I'm a right, big okay. lad, but that's not really, it's not really an excuse. So there's, there's timber to be shifted. Um my end so i'm i'm working on that this year and the, the goal is to get down about three stone because yeah. i'm all right and it, i've not noticed anything but i see guys a little bit older than me and their knees are really playing up from jumping yeah. up and down the hop up all day and again um you're going to get fatigued that yeah and you're not going to be able to keep up with the, with the rest of the lads if you don't if you don't nip it in the bud so although i'm fine no, exactly. now um at the age i'm at 
I do think yeah. carrying a lot of weight and being a spread, it's going to eventually, it's going to trip you up, isn't it? And slow you down. Put, yeah, yeah. It puts a lot more pressure on your joints, especially like your knees and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. Weight-wise, you wouldn't think it would affect elbows and stuff, but I, sometimes that can be down to your kind of the, your whole posture when you're working and like yeah, spreading, yeah. spreading ceilings. You, you meant to have a gap like about this above your head for your elbow. That's right, yeah. And do the, the right old, angle, do the old. Yeah, that you don't get, you don't start to get a lot of aching in it or or whatever. And it's just from over overstretching the shoulder. Overstretching, yes, having to stretch yeah. that too high because you can't quite. You can make it, but you shouldn't be having your arm that straight when you're spreading yeah, yeah, yeah. up there. Uh, and similarly, not too low where you, you're doing this. You know, and it's, yeah, yeah. It's, you're just trying to you're leaning your neck over because the well, I've had it before. Too short, you can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've had that a few times, but uh, say, so when you going back to this video where you were smashing this out, one. smashing out these pull-ups, um, mm, I think you yeah. said you gave your age away there. You said. It was 2018, and you said that yeah, you were 56. 56. So, yeah. maths ain't my strong point, but I'm, I guess that makes you what 60. Um, I'm 59 now. Got an average, September, I'm 60. So. September. I wish I um, 60. I've, I've got to say, mate, well impressed. So, um, we should start calling you bloody Eric Van Dam, I think. <laughs> so, then, uh, so uh, going back to that that phase where you were shredded, let's yeah. say, what was your what was your typical breakfast, lunch and dinners looking like at that point? And was you still plastering full-time and training? I was. I mean, at the time when I was at my kind of peak there, I was I was spreading. And uh, and because the, the idea was oh, I wanted to become a personal trainer and get out of plastering. <laughs> right. It, you know, change career. Because I thought, oh, yeah. I've been doing it for so long, I've had enough. Well, I thought I'd had enough. And... Uh, so that's why I qualified for it. Started doing classes. There was like a couple of evenings a week I was doing classes for other people. <clears throat> but then having to get all my gear back into my garage, get my tools back in the motor, and then go spreading the next day. And that was, yeah. I did it for, I don't know, about, about, about a year, something like that. And uh, I couldn't hack it. And, uh, and, I, no. and then I got an, an issue, something to do with my inner ear, and I lost my balance. And that, that, that sort of stitched me up for about a year. I could still work and stuff, but I thought I can't do training, train other people and be a spread, you know. No, so, and I thought, you know, in the day, spreading's my, be- my bread and butter. Um, and years ago, uh, being a personal trainer was like a good thing, but now they're 10 penny. <laughs> you know, there's personal yeah, yeah. trainers everywhere. You look, if you, you know, that, I'll, well, personally, I wouldn't think that was a good career to get into now uh, compared to no. mastering. But, um, yeah, and my my uh, my drive was um, I watched some guys doing the calisthenics. I think probably on YouTube, and uh, another guy in a friend's gym, and had a guy there that was doing this calisthenics stuff, and he did stuff I'd like never seen before. And I thought, flipping hell, that uh, that's impressive. And even yeah. a couple of things you think, oh, that'd be quite easy. And then when you try it, you think, wow, that you can't, can't get anywhere even near it, let alone you know. And um, so I thought. You can't be. Are you too old to crack this kind of thing when you're like, well, fifty upwards, and uh, yeah, so was about fifty-three then. And um, I thought, no, I'm going to age. Is, you know, the old age is just a number, and then I went yeah. for it. And uh, and I discovered as well, a lot of um, that matter what kind of size you are, you can be really strong, and not. I mean, and, and all your muscle can be covered over with a layer of fat. <laughs> Obviously, it's, right. it's an awful lot of fat. That's going to that's gonna be a disadvantage to you. But basically, you can be like a quite a big guy that doesn't look particularly aesthetically um, 
like a bodybuilder or whatever. But, like Tyson but, Fury, Tyson Fury, yeah. for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he's, he's as strong as a, you know, um, yeah. Just trying to be careful not to swear, mate. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, it's a and, bunch of plasters anyway, isn't it? We, we've heard it before. I'm just worried who else might might I'll watch it later. <laughs> <laughs> But it's only, yeah, it's no, I know what you're saying, mate. Yeah, um, I think there was that guy that beat uh, Anti Joshua, weren't there? The little Mexican, and yeah. Andy Ruiz. Um, yeah. I mean, he walked he walked out into the ring, and people laughed at him, didn't they? Yeah, you know, he looked, yeah, he looked like a. Uh, I mean, to look at him physically, yeah, you just it, it was laughable. And then you, you got yeah, um, Anthony, no Anthony Joshua there, who's like yeah. a Greek god. And yeah. then he, he absolutely battered him, didn't he? So exactly that, mate. And I, I've uh, seen a so personal yeah. trainer do that as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine is he get into boxing, and uh, and he came up on the went to watch him do this this um, this boxing match, and um, the Elephant and Castle, I think it was, and uh, and this again, it was a big fat bloke came out compared to me, me mate, like who's like six foot something and built like a brick shit house. And um, and and this guy knocked him out, knocked me mate out in about oh, second God. round, you know. Yeah. And you kind of think, well, yeah, but yes. So from that viewpoint, you can be really strong, which is the idea with the with, with the training side of it. And when it came to work and stuff, I say my back got better, and I've never had an issue with it since. And yeah. um, I could only put it down to the fact that um, that by building up your core. And the strengths, especially in your back, as a spread, you, your back is a, can be a major problem. And because everything else, of course, is attached to your <laughs> to your torso and your um, and your core. Um, if you have any problems with that, when you try and compensate because your back's hurt in the way you you move around, then that could possibly be giving you issues with your elbows and your shoulders. Right. Um, because they're compensating where your you know, yeah where your back's kind of like giving out. Um, so, so when you so uh, when you were training when you were training back then was you focusing specifically on your core? Yeah, because a lot of because calisthenics is what I got into, which is basically is all body weight training. Like right. I've been in a gym, I pick up a couple of small dumbbells that wouldn't impress anybody, but it's basically all body weight, no weights involved. So what I particularly liked, which is another thing uh, from a motivational point of view, I enjoyed still do now being able to go into a gym young guys there can't do what i do maybe bodybuilders a few of which mates of mine i've done something they've gone oh wow that's bloody that's impressive and then they try it and they can't do it and that, yeah, like, that they're, they're just me. focusing on their arms and legs all day and their shoulders and their chest I mean, well, they look they look like they should be the able court. to do to do the same stuff um but they can't because right. it's a bit so you can look fantastic and not particularly be strong your muscles be strong as a, there's a, yeah, you can aesthetically look great and be really weak. I knew another guy that was a, well, a plumber friend of mine, quite a stocky bloke, not particularly muscly. And some guy came laboring for him one day and he was built like, you know, big muscles and all that. And me plumber mate, like they were carrying gear up and down into this room. And uh, I mean, plumber mate, absolutely fine. This big geezer can knack it. He was kind yeah. of like, oh, oh, hang on, mate. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, get, let me get my breath back. And you think, bloody hell, mate, you look like you should be flying with the yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah. And then mates there, you know. So, and that is, in, I think, it's just important when you're doing a physical job. But I completely understand people that think, well, look, I'm slogging at it all day. I don't want to go in the gym when I get home. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but if you really hate it, then you, you, you know, you, why would you, you won't force yourself to do it unless you, you're thinking ahead. My thoughts ahead were if I'm lucky enough to live to be an old man, I don't want to be an old man that's just about walk along worried about falling Absolutely. over with a Zimmer frame. I want to be an old man that's upright and just like legs it down the road old man yeah, yeah. and then die you know um, yeah absolutely and but when you're younger or even sort of midway there you don't tend to worry ahead you know i've only noticed i'm getting older you start worrying more ahead you think dipping out it'd be nice to be old but who wants to be old and decrepit you want to be old and fit you can exactly. if you need to keep spreading as i probably will be <laughs> yeah you, I'm uh, myself. you need to have that fitness as you get older to be able to keep keep at it and not go well absolutely gone, yeah. gone. i can't do because it because so we're, we're, we're flat out aren't we from the second we get out of that van in the morning yeah especially especially out, yourself work yeah especially yourself working as a sole trader where you yeah. you know you're doing your own uh you're picking up your materials and you're doing your own loading out and your own prep yeah. um yeah. you're doing your own laboring and then you've got the big clean up at the end all on your own oh, um yeah. it's a lot of physical graft isn't it yeah yeah i mean so, we, uh, i mean Right. Anything, anything that we can do to to make our life easier and reduce some injuries, it's got yeah. to be a good thing, isn't it? So when when you were training, then what what did your diet look like? What sort of food was you gobbling down? Well, what um, in a case of like loads of chicken, loads of protein, or it's kind of the classic stuff. But you can yeah. get you can get fed up with eating chicken. <laughs> God knows what else. <laughs> On um, you know, like I said um, I don't know if you saw it when I put that that video up. I sort of said I'm gonna. Because I had a kind of a fitness channel, but again, I only put a couple of videos on it. I didn't really right. do anything with it. <clears throat> but on the fact that there might be a bit of an interest for it, I'm going to stick a few more videos up there, including like a dietary one. I'm going to do. Well, I've already filmed it about you know the cooking and stuff, and what you can what you can have and the kind of technique that I would use. And the last kind of like shred, if you want to call it that, or to drop weight. Um, it's a case of this particular diet. It, People think you know, diets have to be boring and, and the same and lettuce and all that kind of malarkey. But uh, but you see if you ever watch this one, uh, what's involved. But it's a case of uh, making these sets of meals where, say, for example, for a week, I'm going to have, I like porridge. Okay, some people don't. So I'll have porridge for breakfast every morning for seven days. Um, at lunchtime, what I'll, you have to pre-prep it is I'll do um, five or seven lunches all exactly the same. Might be like chicken, right. sausages, beans, bacon, and an egg in, a, right. in the old pot. And put them in the fridge, seven of them. So when it comes to the either grab that in the morning, shoot off to the job, or if I'm at home because it's the weekend, do the porridge in the morning, and when it gets to that kind of lunchtime thing, think, oh, I get a bit hungry, you think, I want lunch. And it's already done as well because you've already done it. Whip it out of the fridge, whack it in the microwave, shove it down, lovely. Yeah. And then you also, and that's do that also gonna life. That's also going to prevent you from running out to Greg's at lunchtime on the job. Exactly. Because and, and you're getting starving because you, yeah. you've already got that pre-prepared, ready yeah. to go, whack it in the microwave, and you haven't got yeah. to think. Because that's half the battle, yeah. isn't it? When we're, when we're spreading away, if we haven't prepped our lunch, the chances are we're going to just get to the chippy. Mate. Yeah, yeah. we're going to run to the chippy or we're going to run to Greg's. sandwich, brown sauce, that's right. red sauce. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go and get a full English. <laughs> yeah. So you do that uh, and you... They tell you like you did um, uh, like a curry, uh, a chicken curry with some rice and some other bits in there and some banana and whatever, and you do seven of them. So it's all exactly yeah, the yeah. same meal, 
So for seven days, you are eating exactly the same thing at lunchtime, and you are right. eating exactly the same thing in the evening. But then the following week, you could do something different for the whole. And it's quite easy. If you've got it already prepped and it's nice, um, and it's because already cooked and gone fuss about, to be able to come in and go and just grab your dinner and whack it in the microwave and eat it, you know, um, yeah. seven days you're gonna save the same t- You're going to save time on the job as well, aren't you? Because you're not nipping out all the time. Oh, exactly, so your lunch, yeah. your lunch break shrinks down to 20 minutes or half yeah. an hour rather than 40 minutes. So you yeah. become, I suppose you become more efficient as well. Do you find yeah. when you're doing the training that you, Different. and you're eating right and you're doing your training, do you find that mm. it reduces fatigue on the job? So if you say if you've got a big hit, like you're doing a big ceiling, compared to uh, somebody that's not doing any training, do you find that you're in and out and you're not really feeling it when you get home, well, or see, are you still equally as tired? I mean, you, get, you still get tired, but I I think the, the fitter you are, like physically, um, then the the less fatigue you are going to feel, basically, at the end of the yeah. day after after you've had a slog. Yeah, you'll still be tired, but it's, are you just tired? Or are you coming home tired and your shoulders hurt, your arms hurt, your back hurts? I mean, I come right. home knackered, but I don't come home aching. Right, that's sense. that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, if, I I've been, so. uh, if I've been yes. doing like heavy material, say say I've had a run of uh, dot and dab, or yeah. uh, we've just been doing a load of sand and cement, I mm. will start to feel it on my elbow. I don't know, I don't know about you, you know, from the scooping out, from morning to night scooping out. Scoop me yeah, I have no so. problems with. It's only if I've ever had to really try to doing it quite a while back now. It was a really big hit on the lid and right. and the stuff started to go. And I think it is I think it the gear was off. And uh, I thought I don't wanna I don't wanna start this again. I I have got to get this I've got to get this right and I was I had to push so hard to, to prowl it up and I was going yeah. over it and over it and my afterwards my elbow was like like burning, basically. Yeah, yeah. And the wrist, the wrist as well was aching, and you had the typical kind of scratches on the top of your um, your knuckles from you know giving it some from the sharp pushing on your hand. Right. And uh, so it's like that repetitive strain, isn't it? It's yeah, do, doing the same yeah. action over and over and over and over and over. But yeah, that that'll bring me on to my next question for you, which is yes, mate. <laughs> t- tools, plastering tools that you've found help you to reduce fatigue on the job. With all these, all this new kit that's coming out, it's all designed to help us as spreads, isn't it? It's all designed to make our life easier. What yeah. would you say your top tool is, or top number of tools that have come out recently, say over the last ten years or whatever? What has helped you the most in your day-to-day working life as a plasterer? Right. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, I have been a traditional spread up until, regards, you know, what you used to lay on. And uh, and trail up, <clears throat> no speed skims. Uh, speed skims and any other fancy stuff I use now, I've only been using for the last two years. So prior to that, <clears throat> my spreading would be like a lot of the older spreads. Say, oh, I don't need. Well, I didn't say I don't need that stuff. I just my my working was like first coat goes on, second coat goes on, um, like flatten it out, um, trail it up, bit of water, trail up again, give it a hard trail, all with the same trail. No flexible trowels, no speed skins, no nothing. And I've done that for the, the majority of those 37 years. was like that. Right. Literally, only been wow. the last couple has been the speed skins, and I absolutely love them. From, uh, from yeah. the fact you can you can whack on your first coat and basically get the thing practically flat, or but for a yeah, few yeah. lines. And uh, just gives you so much time then to kind of chill and think, okay, on to your next step, or 
might even have a sandwich, mate. <laughs> While I'm waiting for it to pick up. Um, yeah, yeah, before, you'd be trying to get it as flat as you can with the trowel and then not really get it, like, flatten it out properly until you're putting your second coat on. Um, what size speed skim so, do you use, mate? You I've use got, a 1200. I've, yeah, mostly. I mean, the first one I bought was a 900 plastic. Then I bought the 900 metal. And then it dawned on me that it'd be better if that was a bit longer. <laughs> so when I had yeah, some money, yeah. I, I, I went and splashed out on the 1200. Um, and I mostly use the 1200 now, but because I've only got a metal blade on the 900, then anything I'm doing, when it gets to the water part, and I'm using the, I need the metal blade one, I'll use the 900, drop back down to that. But yeah. um, I don't know if you can get, I assume you can get a 1200 um, metal blade. Because I've not looked, I'm not sure. I think I think but, you uh, can, yeah. We, uh, yeah. we just use the blue blades we just use the uh, blue speed skims. I yeah. did find, I mean, I've got a short 600 metal blade, but I'll be totally honest, I've, I don't get on with it at all. And I no. just can't find, I don't know whether I need to break it in and wear it in or round the corners off a bit and give it, is a it bit a, more is time. It, but is it an, an ox speed skim or a different it's type an of ox, It's an ox 600 speed skim metal blade, yeah. And we use right. it here, and you know, if you've got like a large uh, pocket where the uh, electrician's chiseled out or something like that, then we'll use it as yeah. a little rule or, you know, we'll, it'll come in somewhere. But in terms of troweling up with it, I'm just not getting on with it at all at the minute. So that's a, I, I'm that's much a 600, the blue blade. 600 metal blade. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a short, that's shorter again, isn't it? Than the, than yeah, the yeah. ones you're using. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I've never had the, the 900. I think a 600 is probably a bit too stumpy for that could be doing like the watered down trowel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that might, might make a difference, mate, because I, I only use the metal blade literally once I'm at that stage where I'm putting spraying water on it, and I'm thinking, right, I'm going to hit this now with a metal blade. I go up, go down, left, right, like you do with a plastic one. And uh, for me, it's, it's working like a big two-handed trowel, and uh, I love how much it flattens it out, and then I'll just finish it off when it's picked up that little bit more with a flexor trowel at the end. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend that if you've only got a 600 to get a, a 900 metal blade. And yeah, because these things, these uh, speed skims, they they like marmite on the group. I think because a lot yeah. of the uh, the older spreads, um, they sort of turn their nose up at them more. Oh, I don't like them, mate. It's not proper plastering. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it no. might be, yeah, it might be a case of they'll see it where it's been misused, yeah. and people are trying to finish with them, whereas they're not yeah. really designed for that. Are they? You give you give your work a quick flatten off with the pole. Yeah. So you you lay on quick flatten off with the pole. Have a cup of tea. And then you're back yeah. on your Marshall town or you're back on your whatever tool, yeah. whatever trial, Neela, whatever trial you like to use. But um, me and Matt did two today. And it, for us, it, it creates a, an extra cup of tea. That's why we like using them. So we can chuck on, <laughs> put the kettle on yeah, then, and just walk about, walk about with your 1200 mil speed skin. And it's, uh, it's that rep- it takes out that rep- repetition, doesn't it, with a trial? Yeah. All yeah, day long. Yeah. It's, it's so much less back and forth you're having to do with your elbows and your shoulders again which is yeah, why yeah. when guys talk about saving your joints by using a speed skin that's basically all they're saying they're not saying oh it's a much better job if you use a speed skin not saying that at all they're saying well look if yeah. rather than do like five sweeps with your elbow um with a trowel that's 16 18 inches long why not why not use something that's like 900 long? yeah yeah and like and give it a tra- you know a flatten out or a level out using that and it's that there's, there's far less you know <laughs> Yeah, oh, this yeah. elbow treatment, and uh, you, and which then saves uh, the elbows over years. Are you, are you a stilt man, Eric, or a hop up man? 
Oh, stilt man, mate. I've had I've had my stilts for absolutely donkeys now, but I've only ever had one pair. I mean, to be honest, I could probably do with some new uh, padding. There's no there's no padding in them anymore. I just rely on the old trousers. But um, <laughs> um, I mean, they were good ones. They were like Jura stilts. I think they're about four hundred and something quid. But um, I've had them for twenty five years at least. Yeah, you know, and uh, I think one of the springs might have snapped on it, but I've got so used to walking on them, it doesn't matter if the springs work or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it but, makes uh, yeah. Mass, makes such a big difference, doesn't it, compared to the, oh, that, using a pair of steps or hop up. Stilts was a game changer for me when I, when I finally got something because I used to have to deck out to do it properly. I used to have to deck out a room with proper scaffolding. Yeah, yeah. That's just so you, so you can properly cross trial it at the end. Yeah, to be able to walk up and down, you think we well, can't yeah, do yeah. that for ladder. You know, no, no. you can do the ladder and two ladders and a plank, but then you've got to walk down it, move the ladder, move to two ladders and the plank along a bit, get back on it again, and you kind of think, oh, but the, being able to put on, um, and then if I did the uh, whole scaffolding, then you had to take the whole lot out again once you'd finished the lid before you could start hitting the walls. Of course, we still yeah, yeah. whacked them on, make sure your gear's up nice and high so you can reach it. And that's when I started mostly taking stuff out of the tub instead of pouring it out because I found, well, if I'm... You know, or if you can just wick, put the tub on the on the up on the up on the stand, mix it up in there, whack your stilts on, and it's at the right height for just dipping down into the bucket and, uh, and laying it on. Then, uh, especially when you're working on your own, then you ain't got a labourer to like empty it out and clean it while you're spreading it. You know, you yeah, might yeah. do the whole lot when you're on your when you're on your tod. Yeah, and uh, yeah, completely forgot what point I was going to make there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just on about the up and down the, the steps. It's it's going to oh, save yeah, the knees, still, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's going to so, save yeah, the knees, so, isn't it? Saves the knees. You say you put the stilts on, do the ceiling, take them off, hit the walls. It's a quicker. Yeah. Uh, well, in my opinion, because years of using them rather than yeah, uh, messing them out. I mean, I'm, being being a tall being a tall plasterer, I've tried mm. the um, the eighteen inch Dura stilts, and I just did not get on with them at all. I was like a Bambi on ice, um, oh. and it. I found that on a because we're mostly domestics. Yeah. I found that um, your average eight foot ceiling. I was yeah. I was too high. So what too was happening high. is I'd I'd end up like with a bit of a creak neck. Yeah. Um, so yeah. they're they're having a, a damaging effect really. So I I sort of bought a pair, used them a few times, didn't get on with them. Yeah. Um, then we're back on the hop ups, but then obviously these uh, work tool boots popped up. So we, me and Matt just use yeah, work tool boots now. You use those all the time now, don't you? Yeah, because yeah, it gives yeah. us the foot. And they say ceiling's yeah. right foot and we're tall anyway. Obviously, if you're short or spread, then yeah. um, they're not going to work for you. But I think anyone that's, you know, pushing six foot or, or over, the work tools yeah. are bang on. But um, I know you mentioned you've seen some 15-inch Jura stilts that you, I don't know if you remember, you sent me a link. Yeah, you, yeah you, can't adjust, you can't adjust them. They're, they're, they're very right. short but they're, they're fixed at that height. So it's because I initially, I didn't want to get a big pair of stilts because I've never walked on stilts, let alone plastered on them. And yeah, when yeah. I looked at them and thought, yeah, but if the ceiling's a little bit too high, yeah, they ain't going to be any bleeding good. Um, no, no. But uh, yeah, no. And like I say, I think for me, the old uh, boots <laughs> on some ceilings, I probably still wouldn't, I'd be overstretching. Might be too work, short. Yeah, work, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's yeah, like you say, mate, if you're six one or six, some guy's six two, six three. And you think, well, you, yeah, you can't put on a, a big pair of stilts because you'll be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, there, gonna, yeah so. not going to work out, is it? So, no, no, well, I won't take up too much of your time, buddy, because time's ticking on. But I've got one more question for you, and that, that yes, relates mate. to um, obviously, you know, we're, we're big on the apprenticeships and stuff like that, and you know, yeah. I've been on 
Fix Radio chatting about bits and pieces. Yeah, I heard that, mate. Um, it was great. Yeah, nice one. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, well um, so we know that there's a skills <laughs> shortage. Um, yeah. We know that kids ain't coming into the, the trade. Um, mm. They're not choosing trade, not just plastering, but they don't seem to be choosing many, any trades, do they? Not enough, anyway. So, um, you know, the, the, the older spreads are retiring and they're not getting a chance to, to pass no, down and, and not skills. Getting replaced. In your yeah. opinion, what what do you think would help to encourage more kids into plastering? Is it a case of do we need to be going around schools and demonstrating and hand, handing kids a trial and letting them have a little go? What do you think would help, mate? <laughs> I know you mentioned that, mate. That sounds like a flipping good idea. It's been, not a bad idea, is it? No, because when you brought that stuff and that kind of thing up before, I've had to think to myself, you know, what can, you know, how can you encourage them? Because so many kids today are sort of like, yeah, they, yeah, they want to be famous. Um, for, but for doing nothing, or just for, for the sake they of being famous. They all want to be YouTubers, you, know? you see, don't they? They want to be flipping YouTubers. <laughs> oh, it's, who wants to get a YouTuber? What it's I'm YouTube's fault. It's YouTube's fault. So, so <laughs> I, I, put it all, I blame, yeah, YouTube for the, uh, the decline in the plasterers coming into the trade. <laughs> or any other trade. But uh, like I said on the old, um, um, the news about the lack of tradesmen was by like um, 2024, I think they said, 2025. There's going to be a massive shortage because there's not enough youngsters coming into the game, and uh, which is kind of great for the old boys while you're still working. But like I say, it's not it's not replenishing in in new spreads or, or, or new tradesmen. And uh, but the kind of suggestions you're having is it's it's letting guys know younger guys that one that there's good money to be had because let's let's face it they all want they all want some. You know, some spending dosh. Yeah, that's, it. that's what it's all about. Yeah, um, and uh, promoting that fact. And but uh, if they don't know nothing about plastering, I mean, I was when I was, when I was first went with a mate of mine and watched him plaster. I've never seen a guy plastering before, and uh, I was like fascinated by it. I mean, and I think a lot of younger guys they hear about plastering, but it's not for us we're used to it because they're all spreads and we go oh yeah this and that and that's how that's, that's how it works blah 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 and some guys are in as a diy but most youngsters haven't got it plastering you, you say well what's plastering to a youngster they'll go well if hopefully they can tell you it's the it's the stuff that goes on a wall but some of them yeah, might yeah. not even be able to tell you that but if they realized yeah. um what was involved the fact that it's it's quite a, it's quite a pack of job i mean, i loved it when i started you know and uh, but like you say, it's getting that knowledge to the kids. So uh, something along the lines that starts off with what you were just suggesting back just then, mate, um, and it's finding a I way to do that. It's got to be a good idea. Yeah, if you've got um, if you've got a young guy or a young girl that's say they've got a natural flow in woodwork or metal yeah. work and they're really, really yeah. good with their hands, it wouldn't yeah. hurt to. I'm I'm just reading some of the comments now. Apologies, guys, yeah, because you're, you've been you've been commenting Let's away. It's, it's Eric's fault because he's got a white T-shirt on and white wallpaper. Oh, sorry, and mate. Comments, and your comments are coming <laughs> coming up in white writing. So I, I'm like this trying to read, but I can make one out of Fran- Francesca yeah, Palmer. Yeah, I do. I'm getting old, mate. That's what it is. Uh, Francesca Palmer, she's said the same thing. Um, it's about getting some experienced uh, tradesmen and women into schools and into colleges to demonstrate um, what it's all yeah. about and maybe give these kids an idea of what's going to be involved day in and day out. Marcus is there as well. Oh, yeah, Marcus, hope you're doing well. While I'm here, I'm going to give a big up to Marcus and also what's Mark Neeson. He's, uh, he's helping me um, sort you lot out on trial talk. 
<laughs> yeah, but Marcus, Marcus Bowen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also Mark Neeson. Um, big, big shout out to you guys. Thanks uh, thanks ever so much for what you are doing on the group. Yeah, and can I also... Says, can um, I... Go on, Sorry, mate. mate. No, I was going to say to Mark as well, Mark Neeson. Uh, cheers, mate. <laughs> he comes to, he comes to <laughs> after Palaster on a Monday night. He went, oh, see you tomorrow see night. And I went, oh, mate. Yeah, is 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 loyal is there every week? Yeah, I mean, I pop on there as and when I can, but um, I've sort of spinning. You know what I'm like. I've got a bunch of kids and then the business and you know doing the trial job. So I'm spinning plates and then I don't know what day I'm on after time. And then I think, (laughs) oh, it's Monday. Eric's on, and I'll jump on there. And I'm always seeing Mark's always on there. So big up to you, mate, for um, being being a loyal follower of Ask the Any any of the other guys that do come along to that, I'd. On a, on a regular basis, I just want to yeah. thank you for putting up and listening <laughs> to me for because it goes on for about an hour and a half, and uh, <clears throat> there's, there's generally as about the most people on there at one time are about 21, 22 people, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but it tends to stay around that figure. And I'm thinking it's either new people coming in or it's all the regular guys literally staying on the thing for an hour and a half, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, That's you know, a, it's a brilliant show, mate, to be fair. A brilliant show. I think we're not doing too bad. We've got fourteen watching us at the minute, so we're not we're not doing too bad for the first little uh, live stream. Uh, anyway, listen, Marcus Barron. Um, we're on about Marcus. He's asking you. Let me see if I can read that. My grandson wants to come and work with me. How about your grandchildren, Eric? Would you ever have one of your grandkids um, joining forces with you and be, becoming your new apprentice, Eric? Well, uh, I've only got one at the minute, and she's only three. So. <laughs> That's all right. You can get her on the paddle mixer, can't you? Give her a little well, there step. Is, there is a good possibility, <laughs> mate, that when she is old enough to do some spreading, I will still be spreading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping uh, my daughter Lola jumps on and might do a little bit. And uh, if not, I've got the boys might do it. I've took um, many, Bradley and my eldest. You got, you got three I've, got four, I've got five. I've got five. Oh, I've got four mate. boys and a, and a girl. How'd yeah, you so do it? How'd, I'm hoping out of. Well, I've had, I've had to sort of herd them out of the house, house tonight and send them to Nando's to say, look, go and get something to eat. Quiet. And they don't run in and, you know, cause chaos yeah. over doing the live stream. But, um, yeah, I've got, I'm hoping one of them <laughs> might, might get involved with the trade. But, um, yeah. I, say, yeah. I took my eldest, um, Bradley, into work with me on a Saturday morning. And How I, old is I he? chucked on. He was uh, 15 at the time. He's uh, 17 okay. now. Yeah, I chucked a big lid on and two little returns, so I was showing off a little bit, uh, uh-huh. sort of saying, "Oh, this is how you do it," you know. And um, he didn't come back again. He was like, "No, I've seen the way you work, Dad." You know, <laughs> going home yeah. looking like a bloody earthquake victim. He says, oh, "It's not for me. I want a clean job." <laughs> so uh, it's not for everybody, uh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Some people just don't like getting like, don't like getting dirty and messy, mate. They want to just be wear a nice sharp suit or or trendy gear, whatever the trendy <laughs> gear is. Like the youth like the wet a day and they think, well, I can't get me trainers and they cost me three hundred quid. I can't get the plaster on me sh- on me shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, like I say, I, I think it's a case of getting them to recognise that, that it is a worthy trade. You can yeah. carve out a good life for yourself as a plasterer. Absolutely. And you know, um it's a rewarding trade at the end <laughs> of the day, isn't it? You know, if you're going in people's houses, um the house is a wreck and you it, you come out the front door at the end and it, you transformed it for them, so the, it still the job gives satisfaction. Me a yeah, the job absolutely, satisfaction yeah, yeah. is absolutely, um, you know, like the first few um, uh, extensions I did for people, and uh, you go in, it's all block work, and it, it just looks like a garage basically. And when yeah, it's yeah. done, 
and you and you can you step back and look at you and go, no, this is a room, not. And I did this, you know. And then especially when the customer comes in and goes, oh wow, it looks like a proper room now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, you know, out of all the trades, I mean, we probably don't get the recognition we deserve, really. I mean, when the new kitchen goes no, in, that, that's when the the customer says, oh wow, but. You know, exactly. getting their walls yeah. right and getting the ceilings nice and plumb and getting all your beadwork plumb that sometimes <laughs> gets overlooked, doesn't it? Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely, uh, mate. Yeah, yeah no, we are. Uh, <laughs> we are. It's, it's, it's a good trade to be in. King um, of the trades, uh, mate. King of the trades. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what was the um, uh, the guy that taught me like, the plastering? He was kind of like, "Oh, you got a." Uh, uh, I can't remember what he said now. <laughs> I tell you, he was a, he was a, well, I used to think he was a lousy teacher because really, the first ceiling I ever tried skimming, he said, um, he, he said, well, you're going to skim a ceiling today. And I went, right, okay. And he went, go on then, mix up the gear. <laughs> and so I just mixed it up. It was far too runny. He didn't tell me whether it was far too runny. And he just watched me as I kind of tried to put this watery liquid on the ceiling, splashing oh, in my God. face, all going down my t-shirt. And he just stood there. And, uh, and then when I done it, he went, you're obviously not meant to do it like that. And uh, <laughs> he said, you, you mixed it up too thin. I said, why did you let me mix it up oh, too yeah, thin? Oh, yeah, giving it a lot of blame you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of like, he didn't tell you what to do. He let you do it completely wrong, and then he'd tell you what you know what you should have done. Oh, okay, yeah, so Which reverse is, psychology type thing. Yeah, so it's a kind of way of teaching, but I didn't like him. I thought, well, if you'd have told me that, I would have mixed it up thicker, and I wouldn't have had this problem. And, but yeah, anyway. yeah. <laughs> so you went, you went home looking like a bit of a malted candle that day, mate. Absolutely terrible, mate. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> terrible. That's that, I think that's probably the time I got most plaster in my eyes ever was when I was yeah, learning. Yeah. Which, I mean, it was easy, and when you're spreading first, and if the stuff's too wet, it just slips off the back of your trowel, straight in your face. Absolutely, and, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Anyway, listen, Eric, okay, you've been an absolute gentleman, mate. Um, it's been a pleasure, mate. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to plug your your channel again just before we wrap up, buddy. Um, oh, thanks, plastera. mate. Co. <laughs> sorry, plastera.org.uk, and you've got That's your so ask the plastera every Monday. Is it seven? Every every other one? Monday. Every other sorry, Monday. Every, every other Monday. But I often put the link up seven. on the group anyway, so most people Brilliant, that are mate. watching are going to be fans of yours, but. Yeah, you're a gentleman, Eric. Really appreciate you coming on, buddy. And again, guys, this is going to save as a post. So if you missed it tonight, you can rewatch it anytime. It will save as a post. And we're looking forward to getting more guests on. Um, there's a hey. lot of good spreads on, on trial talk um, from all different areas of plastering. So um, get yeah, your me and work and, your way up, Stu. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you're my guinea pig. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, no, I'm to be fair, you're... you're you're teaching me things as well because you just say you do this every week and I'm just like a complete novice to this live streaming. Oh, so we've done a great I, job, mate. I wanted you to job. come on and hold my hand, if I'm honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, lovely listen. job, mate. Yeah, top man. Appreciate it. I'll catch up with you soon, Eric, and see you soon, guys, all right? Thanks for that, mate. Take Cheers, care, guys. guys. <laughs> see you, mate.